Hello, welcome to Irrepressible. I am Erica Ashley. I had Santron Freeman on the episode this week, and I'm jumping into this so quickly this week because this episode, I just, I feel some type of way about. It was such an amazing conversation that we had. Santron is an energy healer, and and we talked a lot about gratitude and being present in the moment and letting go and releasing and grief and all of these things. And his perspective on life is just so refreshing. And the way he talks and explains things, I left our conversation feeling so peaceful. And it's really interesting because we actually ended up rescheduling, I think two or three times because unfortunately he lost someone and then right before the day before we did record I also lost someone and it was kind of just this interesting coincidence of time that we had both gone through that so quickly and unexpectedly and then had this conversation and so he just has this really unique perspective on life. And I find it to just be so incredibly inspiring. He has a way with words that just keeps you hooked on to the next word and the next word and in the present moment. And you just feel so good. I really felt just like life changed after we had this conversation and it's just refreshing in a world where, especially this year, you know, the news is constant and yes, we need to be aware of what's happening in the world, but sometimes it is so incredibly overwhelming that I feel like I can't function and I have to take a break from it. And he is the kind of person who is like a welcome break of like, oh, thank you for this goodness. And so I wanted to dedicate this episode to Dan and to anybody else who has lost somebody this year. It's been incredibly rough year for so many people. And my heart goes out to anyone who has also experienced a loss in this year. So with that, here is Santron. For anyone who doesn't know you, do you want to maybe give us like your E! True Hollywood story? Like what's your journey been like? Crazy as hell. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, I have... I mean, uh, so many things, really. Um, I was born in Washington, D.C. to a married couple, young, young, beautiful couple. And uh, they both had so many different giftings and skills. And uh, their soul shows certain patterns that my soul also knew they would choose to guarantee the types of lessons I would learn to really grow into my own sovereignty, my own power, my own willingness to help other people and to show for myself. And uh, movement has been literally my everything since I was born. Like us all, we're walking, we're dancing, we're you know, doing all the things. And I used movement always and the sound of my voice always to heal myself from those traumatic events that would take place, those near-death moments, those abuse moments, those real like deep deep wounded moments and it's been a humongous journey um i got to like really really like survive uh, my circumstances and the fact that i am this version of myself based on those events people wouldn't really believe it um but 
those events guaranteed that I became this person. And so that's where the gift of gratitude comes in. Um, I did start a professional dance career in 2010 in New York City and booked my first job with Victoria's Secret Fashion Show. And it's the second top rated, you know, thing on TV in the U.S. And it was really huge for me. And that's when I met Frank Gatson, um, Beyonce's choreographer at that time. And he was saying to me, you know, I've worked with, you know, Michael Jackson for years and I worked with Beyonce for years. And he says, you know, the same magic that they have. He says, you have that. And I heard that. And I'm like, oh, thank you. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but, but now I, I see what I see. I get what he's saying because it's just, an, it's, it's just totally accessing all that we are and bringing it all into one place and knowing that you are a sovereign being. I am a sovereign being and no one has dominion or power over you or me. We, we, we get to choose what our experience is. We really, really do. And I didn't really know that consciously growing up, but I definitely get why I needed to experience not knowing it to now know it. Um, so my career started off with, you know, Beyonce being the first artist that I worked with and went on to Kelly Rowland and Alicia Keys and all these other and beautiful Mariah Carey, all these incredible artists. And, you know, I traveled and toured the world and got to do tons of music videos and all these life experiences. But remembering that just before I left home, that's when my mother died. And that was the catalyst for me. Uh, one of the many, but definitely the one that I just recently, as in this year, finally found my actual genuine gratitude for her deathing. Because what it did was it gave me life. It literally gave me life because the trauma that I was still in at that age, at that time of around 22, um, I didn't know how to deal with it aside from looking for sex, looking for like being held in so many different ways, like looking for those places to help me survive, to help me feel, you know, through my pain instead of just being in my pain, looking for pleasure because we do need pleasure. It is an actual gift. It is something we're meant to experience. And I need it in such extreme ways at the time because I don't have other tools. And so that's totally okay because I'm here. I made it. I survived because I used those tools to help me get here. And now I get to enjoy it from a different, more high-frequency uh, experience. And um, I, yeah, I went all over, you know, just my experience of trying to make it and figure it out. And my mom died from heart disease. And it was interesting because I had been saving up about six months to move to New York to start my career at 22. And uh, my mom actually had me also at 22, which is an interesting thing. Um, but I really was like prepared and, 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 you know, for the first time really saved up financially and really was prepared to take a leap out. And the month that I planned to move to New York is when she died all of a sudden. And we didn't know, I didn't know that she was sick. Um, but she knew, and she was 43. She told me a week, about a week before, actually, that what she wanted for her will. And I'm like, you know, okay, I hear you. I don't really want to talk about this right now. But um, that was letting me know why she came to me. She didn't come to her incredible boyfriend at the time. She didn't come to her mom or my older brother, who's also really intelligent and responsible. She didn't go to anyone else but me. And I now know on a soul level it's because my energy holds space for people who are in that transition. And that's a part of the work that I do too, is death doulaing. And that's, that's another term for it. Uh, but just helping tr souls transition, even after they've transitioned over. And it's, it's really, it's powerful. And I'm speaking on the terms of, you know, the work I do now, because the dancing was an instrument that I had been 
you know, tuning up for such a long time. And then I moved into uh, group fitness where I was teaching, you know, abs classes and then I was teaching uh, dance classes. And then I started teaching at Soul Cycle in New York City and then uh, LA. And that was fun. I don't know if you've ever taken it. Have you taken Soul Cycle? I have. It's so um, much fun. It is fun. It's, 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 <laughs> it's really just fun. like a good Definitely. time. It's a good time. And and you get to, you know, if you need to cry, you get to do that too. There's space for that also. Totally. But it's definitely a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. And I, I, I love teaching. I love sharing. I love holding space for people and just really getting to be vulnerable and, and mirror that it's okay to move through all those things in front of other people. It's okay because we're all connected to the same things in different ways. Um, and so I, you know, moved transition from soul cycle but i started a company with partners in china that was very similar to soul cycle but my the way that i teach the way that i hold space so i was training instructors and um it was a very very challenging experience very challenging um and so beautiful at the same time uh, i mean you know i got to connect with other cultures that i hadn't really been able to connect with you know ever like uh, there was there was such a beautiful Brazilian population in um, in China in, in Shanghai, and I didn't know any of that before going. And so I just found family and all these people, and um, my partners were family. Like it was just this beautiful thing, and it was very, very challenging. Let me not let me not forget that part. Um, so many differences and opinions on creation and all these things that come up in business. You know that happens, yeah. and I grew to see that I myself have to. Santron, I have to govern what I am doing. And that doesn't mean uh, dictate. It means, no, I show up fully and then I'm showing up with other full capable beings. We're all on the same page doing different giftings that we're all buzzing and passionate about. And and then magic happens from that. And so after I got that big, beautiful lesson in mirror in life, I left and literally the two days before I left China, um, that's when they closed the borders um, because of COVID. So How long really was China for? I was in China for about nine months, nine months, like a full-term pregnancy, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so yeah. a while. I was, I was carrying, my back was hurting. Okay, shit was hard, okay? It was rough, okay? <laughs> and there was fun in that too. I ate some good food. I was vegan actually before I went to China. And, um, I, I, you know, I'm an intuitive eater. I'm an intuitive healer. And that's, you know, so I have to just tune in and... At the time, I was at this restaurant with my buddy Justin, and we're intuitively getting that we're going to eat this particular meal. And I'm like, wait, but there's fish sauce in it, and I don't really do that because I'm vegan. I don't really do that. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) he said to me, he says, well, you know, the thing about that is, you know, that is still a form of a limitation, and we aren't limited. We are limitless. And I said... You're right. You're right. Okay. So I listened to my intuition. I ate the damn meal. It was really delicious. What happened from that though was that's when I moved to China and realized like my communication with them was not the best. And um, they were saying that there was no meat and food and then there was. And so I ended up having to consume things at times that were not a part of my vegan diet. And so it was prepping me for that. And that's just the beauty of, you know, staying in the moment, staying in the flow and listening to what you need. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that I, you know, don't get to continue to, you know, eat what I want. But again, it's all intuitive and it's not. Anyway, it's just been a big, big, beautiful journey of China being such a like, a, a like very full experience, very like ill and very like, oh, my God, this is incredible experience. And then that delivered me here. So once I came back to the U.S., I said, fuck that. I'm going to create my version of what 
business looks like to me. And I'm going to find my romantic partner. And those are my two, like, north directions right now. That's what I'm looking at. And, well, what a journey that's been, too. Um, <laughs> I went to, um, first of all, when I came to, I came to North Carolina, where my family is, my siblings, and I went to visit them and um, saw some, you know, some friends. And that was all needed and beautiful. And um, then I left there, went to Atlanta and did the same thing, saw friends and, um, you know, seeing, checking the person out. Is he the one? Is he the one? Is he who I want to date? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, whatever. And then I said, um, there was my first crush, my first, like, not first crush, I mean, but my first, like, real, real love when I was about 19. And um, we had reconnected. And so I went to New York to visit and uh, got there on accident on Valentine's Day. It was just strange. You know, I didn't mean to do that. You know, it was just like one of those things. Just happened. And, um, it just happened. It happened to me. You know, it really happened to me, you know. Um, <laughs> and I show up and there's this, like, we're on the 22nd floor and the, there's a balloon while I'm waiting for him to answer the door. I haven't seen him in seven years. That was crazy. And there was this balloon with the number six, like, lying up to the 22nd floor. And I was like, number six represents vibrationally um, home and material goodness and just the sense of home. Like, and, and I was feeling at home. And I was like, I'm, I'm at home. I'm, I'm okay. And because I had a bunch of nerves, like, is this going to be great? And how is it going to be? It's been a long time. We didn't end on the best of terms necessarily. It wasn't bad. It just wasn't, you know, like, super fun and pleasant and so it was like what's going to happen and um opened the door and it was just like good news all good news and we just really hit it off and connected and uh experienced so much beauty together and then we went to um we went to Tulum which was incredible and uh then came back and then it just fell apart you know kind of like this isn't really the it but it crumbled mm -hmm. and it really caused me to face my abandonment issues that I hadn't really addressed. Mm -hmm. It really faced me to look at um, grief and also my identity and my value. And the thing for that, for me, identity wise is that I've, you know, I've, I've created a shell. I've created like a mask that would allow me to entertain because that was what was safe. And also being like super masculine because that's what's safe because I'm in a male body and all this shit that's just not real and raw to me. And I was like, I'm, I'm dying. <laughs> Literally, I'm dying and I don't, it doesn't feel good at all. And I don't like it. And what's happening? I don't, what's, what's happening? And, and the work that I do is called the shaman's death. It's one of the many that, you know, we all go through, but it's, we all go through that and we can call it a shaman. And this it's just, shamanism is a practice. And, we are all constantly deathing and, and you know, re rebirthing over and over again um, or being born over and over again. I'll say that. And I really went through like a space of like, I mean, under the earth type of like letting go and re like questioning everything. And as I was doing that, I realized that the only thing that there is to ever do or know is what's happening right here in this moment and to really honor this now moment with my two feet on the ground and my butt sitting on the seat and me speaking with you this is this is what's happening and this is what is there's nothing there's nothing else and to i 
you know, I've, I've heard something like that before and I've heard about being in the present moment. I, I was teaching that at Soul Cycle the entire time. It's just different when you embody it another way. It's a mm. different feeling. It's a different resonance and it definitely transfers that way because it just is. You, it's undeniable. And so I went through that process for months and I went to another apartment and I had an empty apartment to myself in New York City and just because I hadn't found my like home yet. I was like, you know, coming from China and I hadn't established anything yet. And in this apartment, I got to really, really taste myself. And it got to a point where I was like still using movement as my practice to just be well and to shift and to just let go. And there was an evening while I was talking to a good friend of mine and, you know, I realized that I was carrying grief from um, a friend of mine who committed suicide six years ago. And I was carrying blame on myself because his, his energy, his soul came to me in a dream three nights before. And I, you know, remember the dream. I wrote the dream down when I woke up. I tried to like decipher it at that time, six years ago. Then the next day happened and, and I tried to look at it a little bit more, but not too much. And then that third day I found out that he committed suicide and it broke me. Like it's someone that, you know, we weren't best of friends necessarily, but my family and his family, which we didn't know this growing up, but our families have been connected for some generations. And we learned that way later and we just, happened to connect again, you know, and so we had that dynamic of going to school together and working together and, and you know, I just I loved him and I was best friends with his cousin. And um so for me to have this information and not deliver to him before he committed suicide was way too much. And I got the message when I asked, you know, why was I given this dream if it weren't for me to, to help him? Um it was for me to understand that I have such a gift and I am to nurture that gift and to grow that gift and to trust that gift. And there's nothing I could have done about his decision anyway, because that's his free will. And so I got to really release that that night in New York City. And when I did that, I literally felt like something grabbed into my heart, this large amount of tar and just ripped it out. Like it was cleared it, clean out. And that allowed my heart space to feel open and alive and vibrant. And it was such a joy and like this wow factor that I hadn't felt like that. I won't say ever, but kind of ever. It was, it was, it had been a really long time since I felt like that. Mm -hmm. And then I could feel the presence of my mom so strong in my body to the point where I could physically, it's, it's like she, it's, it was like she's sitting inside of me. That was, that was the feeling that I had. And for me to feel that to that extent, Versus not feeling her, you know, for 12 years of her dying, me to be able to feel her, I lost my shit. It was, it was wow to me. It was really incredible and different. And I went on this journey of realizing how much of a gift I am and how much of a gift I have. And it scared me. It scared me. Mm. I became afraid of it instantly because I, I can't, that's too much. It's too much. I can't. I, uh, uh, uh. And it got me to a place where my, I started to create a narrative in myself. My, my fear started to create some voices, and they were all mine. You know, I could blame them. I want to blame them on something external, but they were all me, convincing me that the best contribution because of COVID, because of all these police shootings with brown people in the U.S., 
all these different things happening, like something, something needs to happen to wake people up. Because I do know that people do really care about me and people love me. And for me to commit suicide would have been really huge. It's something I struggled with for a long time and I, I faced over and over again. And what I found this time, while I'm literally sitting here accepting that that's what I'm going to do, I found that, wait a minute, my baby sister would be destroyed. I couldn't do that. That doesn't feel right. And as I think of her, she literally FaceTimes me at that moment. Literally. Wow. Literally FaceTimes. And she asked me something and I'm stunned. I'm still not able to really like connect with her yet. And she says, are you okay? No. And I never answer no because I always find my way to, you know, figure it out. And I couldn't get the words out to her that I'm about to end myself. And what was coming up in that moment was, you know, first of all, her dog in the background, because animals are such sovereign, sensual, uh, sensitive beings, that her dog in the background starts whimpering, like crying. And that dog has never done that. And I said, so, so what, what words I could get out to try and give her a clue as to where I was, was Serene, why is your dog doing that? Why is your dog crying like that? Just to get her to pay attention to the fact that animals are sensitive. But I couldn't get out the words to tell her what I was about to do. And so the words that were in me were saying, do you want to enjoy these last moments with her? Or do you want to not? Do you want to make it miserable for yourself before you do what you're going to do? Because at this point, I accepted what I was going to do. And that feeling in my body of accepting what I'm about to do, I mean, there's just no other word to describe it for me at this moment. It, it's just like your pure terror is what I felt. It's what I felt, pure terror. But also, I felt like I was supposed to do it. But what I found in that was as I walked out to the fire escape and I'm standing with my phone in hand, and I'm looking at her and the voice is still saying, just jump. And I said, fuck that, literally. This is my sister and I, that would destroy her for me to do that on the phone with Washington on the phone. Like, that's not, what is that? What is that? And I looked up and I said, God, I said, this is what I agreed to. I'm sorry, I can't. I can't do this. This isn't, this doesn't feel right. And one of the things that, that came into my head, too, voice-wise, was Santron is with Sandy now. And there was a feeling that I had a feeling or an idea that something was overtaking me because I told you that my mom was in me. I felt her presence in me so strong. And normally when I speak to other spirits, then I don't ever allow them to be in me. I, they are, I speak to them psychically, telepathically. Mm-hmm. So that beautiful thing, but I felt my mom in me and that was different. And so I felt like, so, you know, did I, did I get tricked? Did I, did something else enter me? Like I went through all this stuff. And then as I'm on that ledge and I'm asking, saying, this is, I don't remember saying yes to this. I said, I can't do it. And I walked back into the apartment with my sister in hand and all of my energy comes back to my body. All of my, my light, my strength starts coming back to my body. And when I got inside, I, her, her boyfriend, my sister's boyfriend says, yeah, you got you to find your light. And completely correct. So I go in and I find for me at the time, it was my solar plexus. And I sat with that visual and I used sound to, to 
broaden and expand my life because it had shrunk down so much. I felt so tiny, so small. I felt like such the victim. I felt like something was happening to me. But when I, when I was using the sound and my sound was expanding my light, my being, my energy, and my, my presence, I remembered all the warrior energy of my relatives, my family, to show up and be bold in life and to choose and to express authentically and honestly. And I remembered those elements of why my soul chose to incarnate through those people so I could see those images of myself growing up. I was someone who didn't really speak my truth as a kid because I would get in trouble for that or I was not really, you know, I was in trouble whether it was the truth or not. And and then I just decided to just close my mouth and not really express myself. Mm-hmm. But my family, my aunts, uncles, my grandparents, like mom, like that, all of them very verbally expressive, whether you liked it or not, they just got it out. And I was like, I never liked it, but I, I realized it's that's really in me. That's who I am. And so in this moment of need, I was able to access those moments of seeing myself and remember myself in a way that is authentic and raw and real. And when I came back to my body fully, when I felt myself fully, whew, I mean, I, I, went, I went into a, I don't give a shit what has happened in my life. I am so grateful to be here. This is incredible to live here. And, and me saying that I want to help people when we look at God and say, God, you know, why are these things happening in the world? Or why aren't people, you know, why, why, why is it this way? What are you going to do about it? God, 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 what are you going to do? Well, we are, we are the people. We, we have the physical body that's on the ground who also has access to the all. So that's what makes us whole sovereign beings. We are on the ground. Physically, we have physical vessels. That's the purpose of the physical body is to accomplish things using this body. To accomplish things on this earth and so we are the ones we you me we're doing it right now we're the ones that are creating and choosing because no one has the ability in any shape way shape or form to have authority over you or over me there's respect mutual because there's god source that is you there's god source that is me we're all that all of us at the same time and so by me having to get to this place of the, my ledge moment i call it I got to know that I have the right to choose and no one can, no one was doing anything to me. I was doing it to myself in fear of my own power, in fear of that. Because that meant that all of my relationships were going to look very different because I'm not showing up the same way that I used to. That meant that my business and how I present myself in social media is going to be very different because I'm not the same Sam Trump that I thought that I was. Mm-hmm. And I, what I mean by that is I am that too. There's just so much more also. And that's the part that's gotten me to say, I'm, I'm so good. I'm so great. And I, I know that there are certain challenges that my soul chooses to ignite certain things. And, and I say that, you know, I guess more so around why, um, how pain is used and how uh, anger and those types of things that we, you know, are taught to suppress or taught is not, you know, it's not beautiful for a woman to express her anger like that, or it's not, it's not pleasant for, it's, it's not a gentlemanly or God-like thing or a Christian-like thing to, to really express anger. And not saying that that's, you know, I don't know who said that whenever they said it, but it's been spoken and that's kind of the, the, 
norm. Don't be too out of hand. Don't be too angry. But anger, when it's channeled correctly, it is the catalyst for our expansion, our growth. And it's a part, it's connected to our kundalini, the prana that we raise up and cycle through our entire being. We use that force, that energy to activate us, to focus that energy into something that is high frequency, something that is expansive, something that is God's source, something that is. And so the more we are able to access that, like I'm always doing, then we accomplish things that we are, the things that we're looking for the world to, to, to do, we're, we're doing it ourselves because we're using anger, we're using these, these traumatic experiences to circle it back to home, to ourselves, to our oneness and to authenticity and to being gentle and soft and, and asking the heart, asking the heart, asking permission for the heart to be open 100%. And what I find that opens the heart 100% is the full, honest, authentic expression of gratitude. Gratitude is the key to open that heart. And we need the heart to be open because that is how we access our intuition. That's how we access the ideas and the, the, it, it attracts the people to us. It's the vortex. It's our electromagnetic field that because of how the universal energies work, we're pulling things toward that energetic field based on where we're vibrating from all space and time, this conversation and all the likes. And so as, as I'm knowing that I get to always choose what I'm feeling, what I'm, what I'm, you know, where I'm at, I get to choose that and know that thoughts and, and fears are information. And I get to look into that further instead of shunning away from it or, or and I, and I'm saying this even just last night, I was a bit terrified of what I was also channeling in that moment. And well, it's okay. And I remember that I've already, I've already died. I've already done that. So it's okay. And if I do die, I know where I go. I know what happens to my energy. It's, it's expressed, it's expanded. I'm still okay, even if that's what's supposed to happen. But it's not what I choose. And I'm saying that because even when our natural death happens, that's a soul choice. So I don't choose to die yet. So I'm okay. And in this moment, I'm here. I'm, I get to move through the fear and accept more of myself i get to see and expand into and receive more of myself what a gift that is it's such such a gift and um when i'm expressing gratitude it's not so much just for just for the things that are you know i can tangibly touch or my money or the relationships in my life uh, it is that but i have to start with myself first and that was something that i was in the same room actually about a month and a half two months two months ago and uh, <laughs> I was meditating and the words, literal, literal words came, ungrateful bitch. And I was like, what? Huh? What? <laughs> what? Like me? Me? No. Right. Who said that? Wait, where'd that come from? And I was like, but I'm so, I, I express gratitude all the time. I really do. And I really do. And that's true. But yes, but I wasn't expressing enough gratitude for myself. So all of my gratitude was going out of the door or over to the trees and over to people and yes to that. But just don't forget about my mirror. Don't forget about me. And I started to really speak out loud. I am grateful for, first I said, I'm grateful for, I don't know exact words I said, but I'm grateful for the fact that I am so loving that I do show up for myself. Um, and then it just, I kept going into that direction. I am so grateful for 
my special gifts that have come from my traumas. I am grateful for my ability to be authentic and vulnerable in front of people. And I do, I am grateful. So I continue that journey of I am grateful for and talking to me, not saying, thank you, Santron, for da 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 That's okay. But for me, I needed to hear, I am grateful for this about myself. And to feel that in my body, to move that into my body, literally, literally physically move that into my body, that energy. And that, I mean, there's, it did something in me that unlocked so many more gifts that I wasn't even aware of consciously. And it's just gratitude for me is direct acknowledgement of what is. You're not grateful for what you don't have or what you, what you, what you wish for. You're grateful for what is. You, you already, it's acknowledging I already have it. And so I'm acknowledging my gratitude for where I already am in love with myself, where I already am sovereign, where I already am whole. And those are feelings that I did not fucking feel as a kid. I didn't feel that way at 20. I didn't feel that way at 34. I'm 30. Well, I'm 34 now. Like I, I didn't feel that way this year completely. So it's been and is a journey, but it's again, not none of it's my identity or my limitation. It's my experience. So I can speak to it. So I can move through it and then speak to it from a, an authentic place. Cause integrity is one of my core values. It's a really, really important thing for me. So I can't just like, say, hey, you know, Erica, let's, you know, do this, do that, do that. But I'm not being that myself. And I just, it's just, it's not for me. It's not for Santron. So um, it's been such a beautiful and powerful journey. And um, the practice that I've been speaking about this whole time is called Sanchi. And it is something that I got trademarked this year because it's really special to me. It really saved my life. It's what I've used to get my messages and, and, you know, really hear and really connect and really you know, use all that we are. We need the physical body. That's why we have it. And it's our greatest teacher when we can tune into its messages for us. Nothing's against us. My pains, I've had reoccurring pains in certain areas and like, you know, breakouts and like felt shame about it too. And, you know, and, and I realized, no, this is my body talking to me and letting me know where my energy is feeling out of balance. It doesn't mean that I am. It doesn't mean that that's my identity. Again, it just means that that's how I'm feeling in the certain area of my life. And so I get to look at that and love on it. And I get to take some actions and express gratitude for the fact that because I'm coming from a choosing place, that that's going to for sure guarantee, because I do get to choose my experience, that's going to guarantee I'm receiving what I'm, what I'm grateful for, what I'm speaking about. And it's just, it's really good. It's really good. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Thanks for listening to all that. Oh my gosh. You are, I love listening to you talk. It's just like, I could listen to Mm -hmm. you for days. (laughs) What does, okay. So gratitude, right? How do you practice it? Like, what does Mm -hmm. a practice of gratitude look like for you? Mm -hmm. It's so when I am feeling yucky, when I'm feeling heavy, dense, tired all of it a practice of gratitude for me first of all and I, I sometimes i sit in that for a while sometimes i do and you can or you don't have to whatever you're in but it's pain and all those things are, are forms of resistance from moving forward and so mm-hmm. one of the first things i do is i just acknowledge my breath honestly i acknowledge my breath and i'm just And what I'm saying, by the way, is what I do in some moments. 
-hmm. And then there are other moments where my practice gratitude looks completely different, where I start moving. And I'm grateful for the fact that I get to move. I love moving. It's fun. I enjoy it. It looks good. It feels good. Damn it, it's good. So there's that reminder too. You know, I, I get to move my body. Food is an also powerful practice of gratitude because when you honor the literal plants, you know, struggle to get through the earth and to grow and for the farmer's hands that went into it and the wisdom that went into knowing how to plant and love on and then harvest and then getting to your table and the seasonings and all the things that our ancestors passed down. When we get to honor those those cycles, then we are we're experiencing gratitude. We're feeling that. And another thing that I do in my meditations that I lead is before we open our eyes, we remember the last time we felt gratitude or we remember why we are feeling grateful in this moment and also making sure that that feeling of gratitude is the same frequency as unconditional love. So maybe it's a, a, a baby animal of some sort. Maybe it's something that brings those feelings up, but it's about connecting to the feeling because feeling is what's moving the everything. Feeling is what's drawing it in and pushing it out. And so I really, you know, look into closing my eyes and just remembering what I'm feeling grateful for. And if something's coming up and I'm like, eh, I mean, whatever, then it's not what I'm authentically feeling grateful for in that moment. And that's okay. I don't have to feel bad about that. I just get to remember what I do feel grateful for. And um, some other practices of gratitude are... Um, Another great, great tool is to literally write down the attributes about yourself that are positive and to write them out in such a way that your heart knows that they are, you authentically feel that way. Even if you like, well, okay, I keep my word in this area all the time, but I don't always keep my word in here. But if you, if you know your heart, you do keep your word, that's something to acknowledge. Acknowledge and write it down. So even if you don't feel like you don't yet apply to every area of life, honor it still and then see how that continues to expand because acknowledgement again is a form of gratitude and so my connection to god's source is what i express gratitude for too because i've gone through so many different layers of what that has meant based on what i've externally been told over the years and i've needed to honor my own relationship and not listen to anyone else's anything about what that means what that looks like because everyone's relationship with everything and everyone is different. And that's mm -hmm. why when someone has a, an experience of loss or, you know, someone is, is, dies, I can't say I understand how you feel because I don't fucking know what your relationship with that person was like. I have no idea because it's unique. Every single one is unique, even if it's with mom. And then my mom is completely different. And so um, gratitude for um, great ideas that come in are another practice to have. Oh, I'm grateful for that idea. Like just remembering. And in fact, when, um, when, I, when I feel like I've slipped or made a mistake, when I feel that way, because it comes up here or there, I instantly start to shift my, my memory of, oh, I'm not, I'm, I don't have to beat myself up for slipping. I get to experience gratitude for catching myself and, and picking myself back up. And so I do remember that faster and faster so that there's no energy or room for me beating myself up. Because when I'm beating myself up energetically, what happens in the energetic field has to manifest in the physical unless we can shift it. And so that means I might stub my toe. That means I might bump something or someone might throw something by accident and it hits me because those are, that's how the energetic field around, even those that are closest to you, they have to respond that way because your energy is pumping it out so much. And so I'm always finding ways to be gratitude, to literally embody 
gratitude. And again, there, there are endless ways to do it. Just taking a walk and just remembering that I'm, I'm appreciating everything that is right now. I'm appreciating everything about myself to show up and, and witness all of this right now. So it's really, there's so many ways to, to look at, you know, connecting to gratitude. Um, and for me, it's just complete, like honoring something and, and surrender to what is and also being able to re literally release any unhealthy attachments to it, to an outcome, to all things. Like that's why we breathe in and then out. You know, the exhale is the deafening, the complete release. I don't need, I don't need anything anymore. It's done. I've had what I've needed. And then as I'm emptying, I can assure, I can trust that what I do need is coming back. And that's not just the breath, but that's everything in life. That's every relationship. So I don't have to fear someone being there or not. That's everything that I need. I'm experiencing always. I'm always experiencing everything that I need. Ali and I actually talked about that on our uh, Instagram live. And it's so true. I'm always experiencing what I need. And so I don't have to fear not having it or it just, it's just not real. And that's, that's the beautiful part because if it's not, if, if the attributes of what I'm experiencing between someone or something, if the attributes are always there in one shape, form or another, it's never, um, you know, I don't have to rely on it being um, attached to a person or to a thing like money, for instance. It's not the money that makes, you know, that, that I'm like, I have to have it. It's the power that I feel from having it. It's the freedom I feel from having it. It's the ability to create more things. It's, it's a lot of that. And by me choosing that feeling anyway and knowing that I always have access to that, that's actually what's bringing more money to me, literally. And it's so fucking great to know that. And it's so different from what I grew up knowing because, you know, we just, I don't know if you heard about that, but I didn't. And so I needed to, you know, it's, it, that's why we also attract the contrast so that we know what we don't want, right? So then we start focusing on what we do want. Mm -hmm. And that's another thing to be grateful for. So gratitude for me is a literal honoring of what is, um, not what we are like hoping for. It just already is. And we're, we're acknowledging that it is present today, right now. I, I see my abundance in the fact that I have a cell phone and these lights and sunlight is coming into this beautiful home and I'm looking at such a beautiful being like that that's abundance I get to really witness all of that and and also the abundance of the beautiful wisdom that's pouring through us both that's moving through us that's abundance and so abundance is so much more than just you know finances and again by me just acknowledging today where it already is I'm attracting more things to feel grateful for I'm attracting more things to feel abundant about um, because that's my vibrational frequency. And that's how it's working. It's working and it is really working. And that's the best part because I don't have to make it up. I see it over and over again. It's just so, it, it's like, it just, it's raising awareness too, over and over again. Acknowledgement throughout the day of where it is, where it, where it already is, not where it could be, not where it will be when it, you know, when it gets here Thursday, where it already is every single moment. We have it all now. That's what gratitude is amazing that's a that's so beautiful yeah you said part of it is um like being grateful for what is so like this moment you and I are sitting here talking to each other right now yes. I think something that we're all many people are like on to the next on to the next what am I yeah. supposed to be doing tonight how do you stay in this moment you literally let it go 
and know that the next moment is the next moment. It's, it's literally like as the breath is coming in, this, this is, oh, whatever, whatever thoughts, whatever flow, whatever is, whatever pain, whatever joy, whatever all is right now is happening. And then the exhale, I'm letting all that shit go because I don't know what's next. It's me letting myself know that I don't need to know what's next because what I'm needing to experience is in that moment. And so I don't have to like do anything. I'm here. And the more, again, I'm in the moment, I'm, I'm realizing that there's contrast to what I really do want to feel. I, in that next new moment, get to choose what it is that I'm going to focus on, what I'm going to express gratitude for, where I'm going to focus my attention and shift my creative field, my energetic field. Because again, that's what guarantees us to experience it the way that we are. Because someone may say something to me and I could hear it in a thousand different ways based on my perception. And it's just my job to stay in the moment and know that my breath, if I don't know how to practice being present, my breath does. It reminds me of letting go and receiving the now. So I don't have to like study hard and meditate for a thousand hours and I don't have to do all that shit. I'm breathing. We've been breathing for hours <laughs> for so many years. We already got it. You have it. We have it. We already know how to remember how to be present by breathing and the noun and just knowing that this is, this is what, this is the only thing that's real. It's right now. So in this moment, I am safe. In this moment, I am breathing. In this moment, I am healthy. In this moment, I am abundant. In this moment, I am grateful. In this moment, I am in my joy. And that's what I'm, that's what it is. And that's all, that's, that's it, you know? And, and what comes later is a reflection of what I'm doing right now. And as long as I remember that, uh-huh, as long as I remember that, what I'm attracting is based on what I'm creating right now, mm. then, oh, there it is. I see it. Thank you so much. I see it. But remembering, I'm not holding on to that external vision of that. I'm not holding on to that external um, need for it because it's always internal first. It's always internal first. And that is really, for me, the biggest focus is it's while we will witness it externally, it's all sourced from internal always it's always an inside job every single bit of it and then we get to apply it physically we get to receive the messages and receive the things that hint us to create this platform or to have this podcast or to reach out to this person and so we'll always get everything that we need again by staying in the present moment releasing trusting that what we need is going to come right back in and we'll start to see the things that cycle in over and over again. And we're okay, you're, you're coming back for another round. Okay, beautiful. So this is good. This is, this is okay, got it. And anything that's not, that's okay too. That's great. And so just trusting that again, I'm, so an affirmation is I am experiencing everything I need right now. Mm-hmm. Or you could just say, I'm experiencing everything that I need now. However you would want to say that, mm-hmm. but it is that because experiencing means that it's, not final or finite. It means that it's moving. Continuous. Continuous. And by, by conditioning, we've all learned to sit still. But when we truly open the heart and like let the energy move through the body, because again, it's all about movement, experiencing movement. The body is doing what it wants to do, whatever that is, however that looks. And it can be weird. It can feel good. It can feel weird. It's wonderful to feel weird. It's great. 
And it's nice to witness, again, the, the shifting, the movement, the flow, the freedom of what it means to be a sovereign soul human being. Like there were so many different things all at the same time. And mm-hmm. for me, experiencing lets me know that I don't have to um, be afraid that this one moment of pain is going to take me out because it's moving through. It's a part of, it's a part of me letting go and, and removing myself from the need of resistance. Just keep flowing, keep moving, keep flowing, keep moving. My mom actually told me, and when she did have the conversation with me about um, her, when she does die, what she wanted, and she said, Santron, you have two days to mourn, and then after that, you have to go. You have to keep going. You have to live. I didn't quite listen to her, but I wasn't ready to let go, but I get exactly why she said it just like that. Because had I received it, had I accepted it instantly, I mean, that just would have been a different experience. But I needed to not because of my path and my true authentic desire to help teach and to help shed light on things that people feel like are impossible to shift and change and transform. And it does affect us on the physical, in the physical body when we can shift our energy because everything starts energetic first. My brother's a biochemist and he research scientist, a professor at USC Chapel Hill. And I asked him, I already knew my answer, but I, you know, I just wanted to ask him anyway. And I asked him, I said, how strong does emotional mental health affect the physical body? And he says, strong. He says, well, really strong. And again, I knew that, but I needed to hear him, a scientist who's not necessarily talking the same language I'm talking, mm-hmm. but I needed to hear him speak that from a scientific place. Because we know that when we see a movie that moves us, we physically cry because we are moved by the energy, the emotion. Nothing touches us to make us cry. We are moved by the energy. And that's how we always know that it's always energetic and mental first. And that affects the physical body. So my clients, I get to actually work with them and they self-heal because you heal yourself. I heal myself. I don't do it for anyone. No one does it for me. We're all doing it for ourselves and just working with people who can help us navigate those places that you know, seem a little difficult. And so we do a lot of that work of energetic feelings and watching how the physical body does respond because we take action to course correct, to be more focused with what we do want. And it's, it's just nothing better. It really isn't nothing better. <laughs> nothing is <It's> the best. <laughs> I think that's an amazing point that you make because a lot of people get stuck between I need scientific hard evidence yeah. to support what I'm feeling emotionally. Yes. Yes. And I get that. I get it. Um, it's, it's a safety net. It's a um, controlled space <clears throat> and um, it's not wrong. And, and some people do get the answers that they need from doing that. Uh, I just have happened to be a rule breaker and I like to do shit my own way. And like, you know, but what I have learned though, that there are universal laws that exceed and, overstand all the laws of the land that these laws that we've you know learned to be governed under they're not real really the real rules are the universal laws the way you know physics happen the way energy with the you know met, um uh, uh metaphysical science like those are the things that we need to be looking at astrology and how we are it and it is us and we are affecting each other all the time and so that is the that's the like if we want to talk about things that are like truth, 
I don't have to convince anyone of anything. I know what I'm living and experiencing. I know what I'm using. And so that's that for me, for Sandtron, that's the tool, those are the tools that I've chosen to access and that have healed me from my constant traumas and a lot of my clients. So that is, that is, it just, those types of things just are. And, you know, people who do need scientific facts, they are available too. And all of what we're talking about is also scientifically proven. So that's the good part about that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I needed that, you know, I, need, I needed that when I first started doing this work, I need, before I felt like I could, you know, really speak to it with some people, I needed to, well, what is science saying? You know, what are the guarantors that say that I'm being honest and authentic and all that? And it's like, well, how about you just fucking become it and live it? And then, then people will know what's real and what's not. They'll see it. They'll feel it. Mm-hmm. And that's what I have to do again, because that's one of my core values. And so there's a science that supports it, but the science really is, I am the scientist. You are the scientist. We're living it. We are going into the work field. Um, and we're doing research and development by having certain relationships, by, you know, having certain losses, um, by having certain health ailments where we have done the work in that sense to get us to really know how it works. When we get sick, what do we have to do? We have to rest. Why? Because the body is saying you're overworking yourself in this particular area of your life. And when you rest, you're not doing that anymore. So your body's going to heal. Your body's mm-hmm. going to do what your energy is telling you to do, which is to balance it all out. It doesn't always have to be fire, but it doesn't always have to be earth. It doesn't always have to be water. It doesn't always have to be wind. It's a combination of, again, literally everything that we need in that moment. And so, um, you know, the more we realize that we are nature ourselves um, and that we choose how we experience it, everything ourselves, the more we realize that and remember that and feel that, then the, I mean, there, there are literally no limitations to what we're here to do and what we're capable of and how we get to show up in the world, you know, they're just because again, nothing anywhere ever anywhere has sovereign authority over us. God's source, free will. That's what it is. All of us have that. And so that's why, you know, I can't condemn anyone's anything. You are on your own path. And as long as you're not trying to, but again, I don't choose that, so I don't have to worry about someone coming into. It's not my soul's choice. It's not so. That's where we get into the meditation and le- learning how to listen from the heart source and be open in the heart and access being connected to God's source and being grounded to Mother Earth. Like really having that channel clear and open is really important because then we get to know what we our soul is asking for, what our soul is wanting. And it's choosing that way we're agreeing. We're saying yes on every single level that we exist in, which is there are uh, 10 light bodies of consciousness and we have to, you know, we, we use them all. We use them all. And the 11th body is when you embody them all, when you become source wisdom. And that is the best. I mean, that's just the best. You, you realize how many tools we have. We have everything. And when we don't have it in the necessary knowledge per se, we're inspired by a, a person who's speaking to us. We're inspired by a book. We see a message in a film. So we are never without what we need. Again, I am always experiencing everything I need now, always. And that's such just, it's so beautiful to feel and to remember and to see over and over and over again, uh, even when I let myself consciously forget it. It's beautiful to like for me to navigate not knowing and then knowing because I remember and then I can relate to it for people who feel like it's impossible. 
to know that. It's impossible for me to, to have that. No, it's not. Not at all. We all we all have it. We all have it. So that's the that's the best part. It's <sighs> just choosing. <laughs> <laughs> it's just choosing to remember that what you're putting out is what you're what you're going to bring back to yourself. And yeah, it, essentially, right? It put out and, and put out as in pour in, like what I what I'm what I'm pouring into myself, what I'm mm. giving to myself, how I'm showing up for myself, where I'm putting myself first. And putting myself first doesn't mean I'm putting someone else down. No, it just means that I am honoring. When, so in, in Christian religion, for instance, there's a thing called tithing and paying God first. You put your money, you be paying the church, you pay God first. And the concept of that, for me, the ascended version of what that means is God is moving through my body. And if that were not the case, I wouldn't be here. There's frequency, there's frequency, there's oneness, oneness with God's source. That is what we all are when we remember that. And when we're ready to remember that. And as we are that, because of that physical truth, I have to pay myself first. I have to put myself first. I have to honor myself first. That, that way I can show up and be full and be high frequency and to be very helpful and excited about what I'm doing instead of, tell me your problems, how can I help you? Mm. It's a very different very different world because one place is coming from depletion. I'm showing up depleted and the other place is coming from I'm filled. I am taking good care of myself. I am my family. I am my mother and father. I am the best partner for myself. I am that now and that way I can attract it. It does not work any other way. And I had to really, I mean, I've had some real tough lessons <laughs> to remind me of that. And that's beautiful because I won't forget it. You know, that guaranteed mm-hmm. I'd remember so I could speak this way and know it and feel it and have moved through it. And that's the best part. So it's not ever that again, like, you know, I need to like teach someone anything and just, I'm sharing what has happened. I'm sharing what is, is what I found in, you know, my scientific journey, my like testing these tools over the years. And I see it, I'm feeling it. I am it. And it's so beautiful. And again, it's like, that doesn't mean that I'm not still struggling with things right in this moment. It means that I'm, having different tools to move myself more into what I do want. And that's the part, you know, I don't want anyone ever anywhere to think that people aren't moving through their shit. And if they are pretending like there's nothing to move through, then that's on them. But for me, it's yes, I am God source energy. Yes. That's what I am as are you. And that means because I chose to be human and connected to my God source energy I'm going to move through things and I'm going to use those tools as just what they are, like fear. That's a tool. And I'm going to get the information I need. I'm going to move and use that pain to cycle that energy into my body so that I'm able to take action in the ways that I want to do. And I get to really show up in ways that, you know, in in every way possible, in every way possible, always now. So it's just continuing to just choose, continuing to choose and know that we have the choice. That's a powerful thing, and it is, it's been, it seemed scary, but it just is a literal thing. I get to choose how I respond to things. I get to choose how I treat myself, and again, it's always about how I treat myself, how I think of myself, how I show up for myself, and that, again, I'm telling you, it took me such a long time to get in this moment, and I, but this means I still get to remember it and still get to practice it. 
over and over and over again. I get to let it go. There's no like, I did it. I'm done. I'm complete. It's fucking done. It's no, it's constant. Yeah. It is continuous, continuously being grateful for self, continuously choosing self, continuously loving self, continuously putting self first so that I can show up for other people because I do love to show up for other people. And know that that's where it all, it always is, is, is inside out first. Amazing. Isn't that great? Isn't that great? It's really good. It it's really, really is. Good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Where can everybody find you? Um, so I'm revamping my website because it's, you know, things shift and change. So santronbysource.com. Um, Santron by Source is also my Instagram, but I would say find me there. And then by email, there's Santron, me, hey, at SantronBySource.com. Uh, so it's all Santron by Source. And um, yeah, thank you. Thank you thank for, you. for this, this space that you held and this safety and this beauty and just, you know, the, the, the passion for life and these messages of gratitude that really will unlock a lot of people's hearts wide open so that they, they can access all that they are. We're all so beautiful. We're all so beautiful. And I, I really, I, I know and trust that people will get to experience more of that just by listening to this. And um, I'm grateful for all the beings that are of source that are present with us and that have created all of what this is. And so uh, may we all continue to remember home. This is home. We're home. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Thank you so much too. Very much. Mm-hmm.